And peace be with you. And happy Independence Day, a day early, but it's not it's something that we can be appreciative and happy about every day. Amen. Amen. I'm going to direct you to the bulletin. Uh, the uh, first thing I'd like to point out is it was made known to me this morning that we will have root beer floats. So after the service, root beer floats. And then I'd like to direct your attention specifically to the missions, uh, the first uh, paragraph there. Our missions uh, collection will go to um, Alice Gallagher, which is Pastor Chris Gallagher's wife. Some of you know, if not all, um, that she struggled with um, epilepsy for most of her life. Uh, came on in her, uh, I think, early teens. And um, anyway, it's been tragic. It's been limiting. She actually is a Juilliard, Juilliard trained clarinetist and um, had a bright future, but this uh, epilepsy changed the course of her life. And so um, after many years of this, uh, it became aware to her that there is a uh, type of a therapy dog that they can train using, of all things, her uh, saliva and other scents from her body to predict and alert when she's going to have a seizure. And that's the limiting and debilitating nature of this affliction that she has, is that it can happen at any time, at any place, without real warning. And even worse than that is that the world sees a young woman convulsing, and they assume that it's drug-induced or alcohol-induced, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a hard, cruel world. So this dog... Um, will be with her, and it'll uh, hopefully help uh, prevent this so she can use rescue meds prior to it. And then there's something that I hadn't heard about, but um, this is a, came in a letter I asked her to write to us to tell more about it, but there's an actual device that the dog can push, and it will, it will dial Chris's phone and tell him, that she's having a seizure and to bring rescue meds if, in case she doesn't have it. So um, we're careful to pick out what we feel um, based on what you recommended and things that come to us, um, worthy missions and worthy use of, um, of our, our tithes and our time. And so um, I'm asking that if the Lord puts on your heart that won't you please uh, donate this month to Alice Gallagher on here. It would mean a lot to her and a lot to Pastor Chris who has been here and, and, and proclaimed Christ's word for us. So that's about it. And uh, one more time, happy, happy Independence Day. Thank you, God, for delivering us so many years ago that we are still uh, the land of the free and the home of the brave, one nation under God. Amen? Amen. Get us started. Lift high the cross, the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world 
Please stand if you're able. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins... 
God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are, by nature, sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you and for his sake. He forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, Hallelujah! Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God, power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God 
and join in the hymn of all creation, blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have built your church on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. Continue to send your messengers to preserve your people in true peace that by the preaching of your word, your church may be kept free from all harm and danger through Jesus Christ, our Lord, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verses 10 through 14, and can be found in page 1166 in the Pew Bible. This chapter is the fitting climax to the book of Isaiah. We find that God will lift up the humble, judge all people, destroy the wicked, bring all believers together, and establish a new heaven and a new earth. Let's hope, uh, let this hope encourage each of us. Isaiah 66, 10 through 14. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice greatly with her, all you who mourn over her. For you will nurse and be satisfied at her comforting breasts. You will drink deeply and delight in her overflowing abundance. For this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dawdle on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart will rejoice, and you will flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord will be made known to his servants, but his fury will be shown to his foes. We'll read Psalm 66, verses 1 through 7, responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. The author is anonymous, and this is most likely a writer after a great victory. Lines 5 and 6, remember that God's rescue of the Israelites by parting the Red Sea, and he continues to save his people today. Psalm 66, shout for joy to God all the earth. Sing the glory of his name, make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. 
So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. The next reading is taken from the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verses 1 through 10, and then 14 through 18, and can be found on page 1815 in the Pew Bible. The title in the Bible uh, in this reading is, quote, Doing Good for All. Paul challenges the Galatians and us to keep doing good and to trust God for the results. In due time, we will reap a harvest of blessings. Galatians 6, 1 through 10, and then 14 through 18. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Well, watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone drinks, they are, some, uh, they are something when they are not. They deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they will take pride in themselves alone, without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instructions in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation, the peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. of eternal life. Hallelujah. 
the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is from St. Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 20, and can be found on page 1611 in your pew Bible. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. And if someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. And if not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, go into the streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe off from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre or Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No. You will go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy, and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice instead that your names are written in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? 
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Does it seem to you that God doesn't do things the way we expect him to do them? You've heard me say, I wouldn't do it that way. In fact, if I had God's ultimate power and his ultimate good news, I would spell it out in the sky, and I would proclaim it on the lips of the angels above, and I would carve it into the mountains. And if I had God's resources, I would use every supernatural means to proclaim the good news. Thankfully, I am not God. And God has chosen the opposite way to get out his message. God has chosen to get his message out through the very natural method of human proclamation. Now last Sunday, we learned through uh, that Jesus, that Jesus is the one who in Luke 9, 51, it was recorded, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And that means that Jesus had absolutely determined that he was going to Jerusalem to sacrifice himself for us on the cross. Do you remember how many times I said he had an appointment? Last week it was a lot. But Jesus kept that appointment on the cross. And when the Bible tells us that Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem, that is one more way that the Bible says and shows us that Jesus loves us. As we continue following Jesus' journey to Jerusalem, we learn that Jesus allowed extra time for and in his journey. He allowed extra time to minister in the towns and in the places to the people along the road. And in today's gospel, the Lord appointed 72 others. And he sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. Jesus used 72 sinners to prepare people for his coming. Did you hear that? He used 72 sinners to prepare the people that he was coming. Sinners. Jesus sent sinners to proclaim his good news to the people. You know, we're so used to hearing the idea that sinners proclaim the word of God that we don't really even think about how strange that idea is to use sinners to proclaim the good news. Jesus put his most precious good news into the mouths of filthy sinners. Now, 
before <laughs> you might start wondering if I'm overstating this a little bit, being a little dramatic, uh, I am, but the point is this. Let's think about it out loud a little bit. I'll do the thinking and out loud for you, but Jesus sent out G Jesus sent out James and John, the sons of thunder. Remember last week? We heard that James and John wanted to call down fire from heaven on an unsuspecting Samaritan village just because they didn't want Jesus going across their lawn, I mean, across their land. Get off my lawn. And they wanted, hey Lord, should we call down fire and brimstone and just burn these people up? Sinners he's using. You know also that Jesus sent out Peter, the one to whom he had to say, get behind me, Satan. And then there was good old doubting Thomas. And then, of course, let's not forget Judas, the one who would betray Jesus, the one who would hang himself in despair. That Judas he sent out. He also was one of the disciples that Jesus sent out to prepare the way for his arrival. Each and every one of these disciples would fail Jesus many times, again and again. And after the events in today's gospel, they would fail him again and again. These are not the men that I would choose to get out the word, if I was God. But then, mercifully, I am not God. And in spite of the fact that all of these men were sinners, in spite of the fact that we know that at least one of them, Judas, was a traitor, Jesus still entrusted his message to them. He said, the one who hears you hears me. The one who rejects you rejects me. And the one who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. Jesus promised that even though they were sinners, his message would remain intact in their mouths. People were to pay no attention to the sins of the messengers. Instead, they were to pay attention to the truth of the message. What is this precious, holy message then? Well, in today's gospel, Jesus said, whatever house you enter, first say, peace. Be in this house. And this is no ordinary peace. This is the peace of God that passes all understanding. This is the peace that Jesus would soon earn when he finished with his journey to Jerusalem and kept his appointment with the cross. Jesus also told them, in addition to proclaiming peace on the house, 
He told them to heal and preach. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Remember those two words. The kingdom of God is different from earthly kingdoms. Here on this earth, we say that someone is a king because he rules a kingdom. And the king depends on the kingdom. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, things are the other way around, the exact opposite. Let me explain. The kingdom is the kingdom because Christ, the king, rules it. The kingdom depends on the king. And when we say the kingdom of God has come near to you, we are saying that the king has come near to you. That that king is Jesus Christ himself. And there were great blessings for the people who received these messengers from Jesus. He wrote, Whenever you enter a town, or he spoke, whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you and heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And they would receive the blessing that we pray for in the Lord's Prayer. And that is, God's kingdom came to them with his blessings. And so far, everything about this mission really sounds pretty good. But there is one dark side in this mission. Did you hear it? There was a warning. And it begins in the instructions. Jesus began with the warning, Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. And as wonderful as God's peace and his kingdom are, there will be some people who will attack you for it today. There will always be people who reject God's peace and his kingdom. There will always be those who hate God's message and they hate his messengers. And Jesus had stern words of judgment for the people who rejected the words of his servants. He, wrote, he said, Whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. And nevertheless, know this town that the kingdom of God has come near. And I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. You remember Sodom, right? Remember that? Sodom was the city that God destroyed with fire and brimstone clear back in Genesis. And Jesus very clearly states that those who refuse to listen to God's word will suffer a judgment worse 
than Sodom. We sometimes forget that the coming of Jesus means two very different things depending on how he comes. When Jesus comes near to you, he comes with grace. He comes with every blessing. When Jesus only comes near, he comes in severe judgment. You see, Jesus died for the sins of the entire world. One more time, Jesus died for the sins of the entire world. So when Jesus Christ hung from the cross and he shouted, it is finished, he meant it is finished for everybody. Jesus Christ has earned the forgiveness of sins for every man, for every woman, and every child who ever has or ever will be alive. And Jesus purchased the forgiveness of sins for all people in all places and in all times. This means that you can walk up to anyone in any place and you can tell them that you know for a fact that Jesus Christ has earned forgiveness of sins for them. Anyone, any place, at any time, you can say, I can tell you for a fact, Jesus Christ died and earned forgiveness of sins for you. Think of the absolute worst human beings who ever lived. Jesus earned forgiveness of sins for them. Nero, he burned Rome and played the fiddle while it burned, they say. Nero burned Rome and he blamed it on the Christians. But Jesus earned forgiveness for his sins. Genghis Khan, Jesus earned forgiveness for him. The people who carried out the Spanish Inquisition, Jesus earned forgiveness for them. Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Osama bin Laden, whoever you can name, Jesus earned forgiveness for them. Even Judas Iscariot, Jesus earned forgiveness for him. Now, hear me clearly on this. Are you listening? Even though Jesus earned forgiveness for those horrible villains, the odds that they are or will be with the Lord are extremely low. The problem lies in the two little words that I keep saying over and over. The two little words are, to you. Jesus earned forgiveness for everyone, but some people reject that forgiveness. It's not the Lord's fault that anyone suffers forever. He has brought his kingdom near. He has earned forgiveness for everyone's sin. The Holy Spirit offers that forgiveness through the gospel. To everyone. And the Holy, 
the only thing the Holy Spirit does not do is He doesn't force you. He doesn't force the gospel upon you. Some people resist the Holy Spirit and they reject the gospel. And the kingdom of God has come near, but not to them. Do you see the difference? In the small catechism, Martin Luther explains the Lord's Prayer. When he gets to the second petition, he says this, Thy kingdom come. And I love this in the small catechism. Thy kingdom come. And then the question is, well, what does that mean? You didn't write this, but then I'll tell you. It says, the kingdom of God comes indeed without our prayers. It comes of itself. But we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. Now, how is this done is the question. Well, when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word and lead a godly life here in time and there in eternity, we pray in this petition that it may come to us. Two little words, just two little words, take the gospel from an objective fact to a personal reality. And those two words become the truth when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word. The Holy Spirit's gift of faith is what makes the the difference. Faith is a gift. Amen? So that no one may boast. It's a gift. And without that faith, the life of Jesus is just a collection of objective facts. But with that faith, the life of Jesus Christ is the way of salvation for you and for me. Two little words can make such a difference. Everyone who believes in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins can add two words to the objective facts. Let's bear with me. We're almost done. But let's, let's, just, let's just bear with you. Okay, here I go. Are you ready? Listen to these. I'm going to ask you to participate in a minute. Listen to what this difference makes. First I could say, Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. Then I change it and say, Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary for you. Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate. Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate for you. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross for... Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus rose from the dead for you. Jesus ascended into heaven. Jesus ascended into heaven for... And from there, He will come. From there, He will come for... Amen. The two little words for you make all the difference 
here in time and forever in eternity. In short, Jesus is for you. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Will you please stand if you're able? Let us now confess together our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please pray with me for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Heavenly Father, we stand before you today so very grateful for all of the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. This week we celebrate the birth of this great nation that was founded by you. We thank you that we can worship you in freedom. Lord, we pray that you would save us and this nation from the evil that is trying to infiltrate our homes, our schools, and your church. We know that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but that you have come to give us life, and we praise you, and we thank you for the life that you have given us. Lord, we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit onto us and our leaders, granting wisdom to know your ways and your will. Lord, we pray for your holy protection to cover over all who serve in the military, police officers, and healthcare workers. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this church family. We pray that you would bless us, strengthen us, and keep us healthy. Lord, we lift up our unsaved loved ones to you, and we ask that you would soften hearts and reveal yourself in a real way that would usher in belief and trust in you. Lord, we lift up those who are struggling with addictions and for families that are torn apart by sin. We lift up the abused, the neglected, the displaced, the homeless, praying for your great mercy and provision. Lord, please bless those who are traveling and keep them safe. Lord, we pray that you would increase our faith day by day as we soak ourselves in your word. Help us to love you above all things and to put you first place in our lives, never looking back. Lord, we pray you would be with those who are mourning and hurting. 
Help us to keep our eyes, our hearts, and minds fixed on, fixed on you and heaven, where our names are written. Strengthen us to carry each other's burdens and not become weary in doing good. Lord, we lift up those who are hurting and suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially those whom we name out loud or deep in our hearts. Valerie, Jackie, Stella, Luke, George, Randy, DeForest and Peggy, Mama Chow, Hank, Eldred, please grant your peace, your mercy, and your comfort. Our wellness is found in you at the cross. Jesus, you took our pain and our sins away, and we thank you that by your wounds we are healed. Thank you for the gift of grace. Beautiful Savior, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave. And by his glorious resurrection, he opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he he gave thanks, and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood. Shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. The kingdom of heaven has come near to you. Big difference between that and the kingdom of heaven has come near. It's come to you. The king has come to you. The king is coming to you today through the elements, the elements of the holy sacrament of the altar. And if this is your confession, and I heard you confess it, then come, the table is prepared.
Last week it was appointment. This week it's four. You can forget the appointments. Always remember what he did for you. Now the benediction. May our Lord bless you and keep you. May our Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May our Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive. Unless the Lord does raise the house, in vain its builders strive. To you who boast tomorrow's gain, tell me what is your life? A mist that vanishes with the dawn, all glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ our King, all glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing, all glory be to Christ. His will be done, His kingdom come on earth as is above. Let living water satisfy the thirsty without price. We'll take a cup of kindness, yet all glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ, our King. All glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing, all glory be to Christ. When on the day the great I am, the faithful and the true, the Lamb who was for sinners slain is making all things new. Behold, our God shall live with us and be our steadfast light, and we shall ere his people be. All glory be to Christ, all glory be to Christ our King, all glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing, all glory be to Christ.